Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Jason was asking you, like, when you wake up and how much prep work there is and that sort of thing. And I kind of joked with you during the break. I was like, what prep work? You just played this team a couple weeks ago. You guys don't need to scout or do anything. Just oh, you kidding? You tee it up again. Please. Of course they're scouting them. Of course they're watching breaking down the video. I understand them. Doing yeah. all of that. Yeah, for sure. That's the. Uh, this is the fun part, but it certainly is an advantage uh, for us to have just played them, and especially in meaningful games. You know, some of the, sometimes you you start breaking down late footage of a team and. The, the teams, the games don't necessarily matter as much, so it's tough to scout. Actually, you get some false reads on some teams. So, you know, that'll be uh, really important for us to use those two prior games against them. Uh, I got a chance to look at some certain matchups that I liked um, and um, what he was looking to do on when we get on the road with his matchups. And, um, you know, we'll be prepared for, for whatever comes our way. Now, as the series progresses, do you just look at the film from, say, games one and two as you head to game three, or do you go back into – the regular season matchups. Do you go back like as far as a couple seasons ago to see what the, what some of these guys do, or is it just the most recent matchup that, that you focus on when you're trying to break them down? Yeah, I would say in our individual breakdown um, of their personnel, now we'll go back to see what guys have won Stanley Cups before, who's had success in, in playoff situations, who's not been in the playoffs before. So we'll, we'll go back individually with each player to see strengths and weaknesses that they've had and let's say highly pressurized situations. Um, but for, for systems wise, they changed their system quite a bit this year with the, you know, with the addition of Rod Brindamore in there and uh, you know, a couple of trades that they made that really helped their team. So I'll use primarily this year's uh, video with them, at least systematically. And then uh, as you know, there's certain players maybe we, we haven't seen quite as much. Um, so it, uh, we're obviously very familiar with Justin Williams, uh, but oh, uh, yeah. some of the other guys we we uh, we need to do some continued research on. Well, His so nickname was Mr. Game Seven, right? Let's avoid a Game yeah, Seven. Yeah, exactly. We were talking exactly. about that beforehand. Let's exactly. dispatch them quickly. Yeah. So I wanted to, fl- Doug, if you could flash those graphics up again um, with the Carolina Hurricanes. I just had it on the screen. The, w- we were talking about the Carolina Hurricanes, and I, I don't know much about them, but I was just looking at their numbers, and they're first in the league in shots per game at about 35. Right, um, so they get shots off. For right? sure. So here you go. So so their shots per game, they're thir- almost 35 first. Uh, shots against 28.6, they're third. Uh, save percentage 13th. Um, so so when you look at these numbers, what concerns you about their team right now? Well, you guys could have saved me a lot of work if you had send this to me. No, but I've had this for a while. Yeah. Um, I mean, goal, but, goals uh, against their so, seventh. So I thought you were going to show me something I hadn't seen before. Right. Right. Nuggets, um, I was right? excited. I was going to get better this morning. Um, but uh, no, it, you know, the, they're a, a heavy shot volume team. Right. And we, like you said, we, we knew that going into the last, uh, you know, when we played them just recently. So that's something they found a, a lot of success by doing. Um, you know, a lot of other teams are looking for different ways to, to score goals and looking for quality 
as opposed to quantity and, and, and a little bit of a combination of both. They're a team that's been right at the top in terms of heavy shot volume all year, and then they try to create scrums at the front of the net and, and win battles there. So it's been something that's worked extremely well for them. Um, they've got a good decor that uh, that can deliver pucks on net um, and, and get pucks into areas around the front of the net. And then they, they compete and they battle, and that's something that's uh, a trademark of their, their, their coach and, and how he played. So he, he definitely uh, played a hard game and, and definitely was a guy that uh, was around the net front, and that's uh, kind of a, uh, a calling card for the Carolina Hurricanes and, and, and how they want to play. Talking to Coach Todd Reardon from the Washington Capitals, win the Metro Division. There wasn't much separation. We were talking about it. Carolina finishes fourth, and you'd figure, oh, there must be a big gap. They finished five points behind you as you guys win the division. Um, talk about what it's going to be like, though, at the arena. We were just kind of speculating. People have been ready for the playoffs. I've been saying this since, like, game 30. I was like, I'm ready for the playoffs. Let's get this thing going again. They're finally here. Thursday night, 7.30, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, I mean, what happened last year was uh, just absolutely amazing with, obviously, the, the Stanley Cup victory, but more so what happened with the fans uh, and everything, the surrounding areas, the support, the streets, the everything that went along with it. I mean, and it's just so awesome to see the – that how much hockey has grown in the area just in the summers and summer camps and different uh, you know youth programs popping up all over the place now that's what happens when uh, uh, you, you have the kind of success we did last year so that's exciting but uh, the whole like I said the whole event uh, everything that goes on around the arena was was spectacular and and, and the fans just did such a big uh, had such a big role in our success last year of, of really helping us through tough times and and uh, uh, you know, it's not always going to go perfect, so we, we, we need their backing and need them in full force oh, to, yeah. to, to be, uh, you know, rocking the red for sure, and, and, and it's all caps. And Coach Reardon, we obviously know this is Don Cherry's favorite first-round <laughs> matchup. You've got the Carolina Hurricanes, who he has dubbed a bunch of jerks against the Washington Capitals, and the jerk known as Evgeny Kuznetsov. Now, that's according to him. I love Kuzi. I love the bird, Sally. How old He's, is Don Cherry? Uh, I think like he's 80? 83, 83, maybe Why 84. Why are we listening to him? Um, well, I mean, he's, he's a huge voice. Actually, we're getting in, older. In hockey <laughs> in Canada. But uh, this is one that he's clearly going to be looking at in the first round. Uh, you know, talk about some of the personalities, especially on the Caps, that help you know, drive this team uh, to the Stanley Cup last year. A guy like Kuzi that elevated his game last year, obviously with a, the Game 6 winner against Pittsburgh on the road that uh, a lot of Caps fans are never going to forget. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it was a, you go back and you look at it and, you know, we, we remember it a certain way and then, you you know, you spend different times during the year getting ready for this time and what really happened. And uh, it was a, a complete team commitment from us in terms of how we, how we played defense. Um, it was, you know, dealing with a ton of adversity, whether it was goalie changes uh, in the first series or it was dealing with injuries to key players and people stepping up. Um, so you get a chance to see some some different players in some, some huge situations, and uh, I think that was the key for us last year was the depth. And we got to, to know a little bit more and, and about a Lars Eller, uh, you know, about a Jacob Verana, you know, about – you know, Travis Boyd hopping in there. We saw Phil Grubauer to start this, you know, the playoffs was our starting goalie. Right, but, right. but Braden Holpe absolutely plays his best playoff hockey ever. So, um, you know, we're, we, we know it's going to take everybody, and every every uh, playoff tells a little bit of a different story. And, you know, we're prepared on, on all fronts. And I think that, uh, you know, I think dealing with some of the, the suspensions early on for us this year, 
Um, suspensions last year in the playoffs were, are all stuff that uh, that we've dealt with, and adversity's part of become part of our uh, DNA now, and, and we're way better at handling that now than we have been in the last years. And it seems like a, just a really good bunch of guys off the ice, too, because we saw, especially this past weekend, uh, some of the guys got together, they chipped in and bought Taylor Chorney a Stanley Cup playoff ring. He, he wasn't part of the playoff run, but he was a part of this team, you know, dating back a few years. I think his last playoffs appearance was in 2015 2016 but the guys felt like hey he was part of the team before the playoff run we want to keep him involved he was obviously valuable to us and we want to show that to him by presenting him with the stanley cup rings those guys didn't have to do that but the fact that they did that shows that they're they're just good dudes off the ice as well yeah that's a that's a great story and something that uh you know that's something that that is out of my uh, jurisdiction, so right. to speak, you know, and, that, and that's something they wanted to do on their own. And by all means, I encouraged it. It was something that a player had had uh, left our team late in the season, you know, just to for, you know, kind of salary cap and, and uh, just, you know, overall team improvement and what we were looking to do. And in turn, we lost a, you know, they lost a good friend of theirs. And, um, you know, that's that's our team right there that uh, uh, they didn't, he, he was gone, but he, he hadn't left uh, an imprint here and it was so much so that they they wanted to do that but that again that's our leadership group that's been strong all year that's you know really uh, you know great personalities great team guys but uh, at the end of the day they're, they're the ones that are playing the game and they're the ones that um, are saying you know certain things in the locker room and challenging each other within on the ice and holding people accountable but if you want to talk about a, a story for us it was really our our leadership group this year that just wouldn't wouldn't give in um, and, uh, you know, went through a tough time during during the middle of the season and, and responded, you know, and, and I think responded really well. And especially after the trade deadline, having one of the top records in, in the league. So we've got uh, a, a great group of leaders and we're going to be leaning on them heavily. Coach Todd Reardon joins us. Let's talk about the defensemen. You guys suffered a hit with Michael Kempney being out. And for a while you were kind of shuffling guys on defense are you feeling comfortable heading into the series yeah it's uh it's a huge part of the game is you know you know how you can play defense and and our system of playing defense is obviously was the same one that we used last year and something i've believed in for for eight or nine years now and uh and and teaching the position and so we want to take away time and space and um, you know, we, we have to have people that can skate that, to do that. That's why really sought out a guy like Michael Kempney last year and wanted to add him to our group. Um, you know, that's part of the game. We lose we lose a valuable member to it, and, you know, fortunate for us that, uh, you know, our, our organization did a phenomenal job of finding a great um, player to add, whether it was, you know, and his role was going to grow. We didn't know it was necessarily going to be this year or down the road, but it was a, a player that we were able to add with Nick Jensen and, you know, he's been, uh, I think, a real good addition in it. You know, so I think that's going to help us solidify some things on the blue line. And you're going to see some probably some different combinations. But uh, his ability to skate, defend, take away time and space. He's played the top players in the league, um, you know, on a lesser team. Um, so he's had experience against top guys. And, uh, you know, it, it's uh, we're going to be excited to, to put him in situations to succeed early on. It's his first time going through the playoffs and, and watch how he flourishes. And uh, it's very similar to how we saw Michael Kempney last year. So let me ask you, a um, couple major differences, you know, this year um, when you compare it to last year. Obviously, you're the coach. <laughs> so that's the main difference. But last year you mentioned Gruby started that first series against Columbus. 
and for whatever reason didn't play well enough, wasn't ready for it, and then that's when you guys inserted Holtby. You guys have won 14 in the last 20. All right, so you're coming in hot. Carolina's coming in hot too. But you guys are not going to forget what happened in those first two games against Columbus last year. So in terms of the carryover for this year, like who, who, where, where's the mindset now going into this series as opposed to last year when you had Gruby there, now it's Holtby. You can't lose the first one at, the, at home on Thursday. i got to think there's a carryover. Well, they can. They I, did last year. I'm just saying there's got to be a carryover <laughs> from, from what happened last year in the first round to this year. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, being behind in every series is not necessarily a blueprint. Um, yeah, don't be superstitious but, uh, and yeah, be like, so, this is what we have yeah, to do. So because we, we heard the Stanley Cup wasn't allowed to be here yeah, because of superstition. Exactly. Don't be supersti- uh, superstitious and say, oh, we're going to lose game one. But, uh, <laughs> you know, hold. that it's important to, to take certain experiences and learn from them. And one of them is to to not make it so difficult on ourselves that we have to play. Um, you know, we're planning on playing for a long time, so let's uh, take care of business as quickly as possible. And and we know it's gonna, it's not going to be easy, and it's going to take a number of different um, twists and turns, and we have to be ready to deal with that. And we are, but uh, you know, that's something that we we've changed a little bit of um, how our, our our calendar is set up. For example, mm-hmm. you know, to to give us, we feel, better chance to have success in game one. How we practiced last year going into a series, um, we've already adjusted. Um, and, you know, that's been kind of the, the way it's been all year is we, we had a blueprint for something that worked last year, um, but we knew that it's a different entity. Right, and, right. and the same thing with this year. And like I said, uh, so we'll be practicing today and, and uh, making some adjustments to our practice here going into Thursday that we – we hadn't last year. We practiced hard every day going into to Columbus. I felt like we didn't la- we didn't have the the right amount of jump and the right amount of juice and energy to start. So you're taking your foot off the gas pedal a little bit. I just it's not not really, but just a little bit more of a plan in place. Gotcha. So with how how hard we're going to practice, maybe there'll be an optional in there. Maybe so it's uh it's it's kind of keeping with a, a successful uh, I'd say you know, schedule that we've had over really since the since the trade deadline that's given our players a, a better always, chance to have success. It's I've good. always wondered with the optionals. Yes. You pay attention to who, who participates in the optionals, right? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like no. the optionals. No, so, so for us it's, it's, you know, it is a lot of it's health related, a lot of it's, um, you know, just energy related, different guys. Um, you know, it's a it's a long year, and and how what what best gives them a chance to have success, and it's very much on an individual basis. This is the time of year, though, that I do take less notice of who is on the ice, um, and uh, the players have a strong understanding that they need to do whatever it is that gives them the best chance to have success in game one. If that means you're not skating in a you know a time where we're, we we give the players an option. And maybe everybody comes out for that optional, but I can just tell you the direction of our practices, they've already been planned out. They've already uh, have direction to them. We know exactly what we want to do and get accomplished out of it. That's, uh, the, you know, one of my favorite parts of the coaching is that plan that we're putting into place. And it's a plan that we had put into place for this year, and it, it worked out decently for us in the regular season. And, um, you know, that's that's been a strength of our staff is being able to, to be able to adjust on the fly with with how our our team is feeling, so um, you'll see a little different uh, um, look at practice. You can expect today if if you guys are sticking around, which I know you are, uh, to see a, a, a real good practice today. There'll be some intensity in today and um, some some teamwork, some battle, and some compete and and getting ourselves ready. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.